0: I'm going to give you about five, maybe a few more players to avoid in 2021 and beyond. Not because I don't like them, not because they don't have a shot at doing well. And I'll give you one example in Aaron Jones, not to spoil it, but Aaron Jones will be on the list. And it's not that Aaron Jones can't become a player I believe in heading into 2021. If he lands in the right situation, I will adjust and adapt. We all need to do that. And I think it's important to note that you're not flip-flopping if you change your tune on a player based on the landing spot. But there are a lot of reasons, which I will break down, that make Aaron Jones a very risky player at his current 80. ADP in the current ADP climate, given all the risk and unknowns that we have right now in front of us, right now facing his current value finding out where he's going could alleviate some of the concern and then we'll adjust and adapt if it's a really good situation and it might surprise people that derrick henry is going to be on this list but again it doesn't mean i don't like him it doesn't mean there's not a chance that he does what everybody expects him to do in 2021 there is an odds game here that we're playing but there are reasons and logic behind why i'm avoiding these these five or so players and i'm going to break it all down All of that and more, the Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty. Okay, Aaron Jones, like I said, uh, you're going to be upset if you're an Aaron Jones dynasty owner. It's inevitable. We all defend the players that we have, so I want you, if you're an Aaron Jones owner, to take a step back and realize that you can still trade them pretty high you can still believe in him. And if he lands in the right spot, I could change my mind. Know that up front. If you go trading him away for nothing and I told you not to, and then later on I'm like, you know what? He's in a great spot. Aaron Jones now has less risk. I am gonna take him again in this range. And you're like, Smitty, you told me to trade him. I'm not telling anybody to trade anybody. Too low. Let's break down Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is an injury prone running back. He always has been. And before you say, oh, but Smitty, he did good in 2019, I predicted that. He was on my top 10 bold predictions, I think he was like number five or or six overall, for breaking out in 2019. You'll find nobody on record with a YouTube channel that was higher on Aaron Jones than I was in 2019. He's always had a problem staying healthy, but he showed up to camp completely ripped, his nutrition was on point, and he's always had so much talent and opportunity. I was pretty motivated by his preparation, and I felt like if it was ever gonna line up for him to have that top five running back season, it was gonna be in 2019, and it was. The dude absolutely won leagues that year. I was proud to have him on the Bull Predictions. But but he's a very TD-dependent guy. And an injury-prone player getting more work is going to worry me. And I don't know that he's going to have the touchdown production wherever he goes. So for me, until I know exactly where he is, he's not only an injury risk. He's a volume risk. He's a guy that is very touchdown-dependent doesn't run for a ton of yards we don't know if he can hold up changing teams is never a great thing for a player oftentimes a player will struggle that first year moving over a lot of of unknowns to be ranking him 12 to 14 overall now if Aaron Jones falls to the mid-third I'm gonna I'm gonna take him I'm gonna create a video saying go get Aaron Jones at 3.07 but I don't think he's gonna fall that far If he does, I'll change my tune. It's a completely different conversation if he's got that ADP. Everything, everything I talk about is almost always going to be based on ADP. Not that I think you should draft some. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. ...buddy based on their ADP. People get mixed up what I say when I say everything's about ADP. Some people say, Smead tells people to draft off ADP alone. That doesn't even make sense to me. When I say ADP drives everything... It means what you can get away with. Knowing ADP like the back of your hand lets you get away with things. It allows you to make sure you don't reach too early for a guy when you can wait a long time and draft that guy later and get a value grab. ADP drives what you do not because you draft off it because you know what other people are going to do. You have the blueprint to pretty much most any league you're going to be in and then you manipulate the data and draft around it. So Aaron Jones at 3.6 is a totally different video than Aaron Jones at 14 overall. Know that. Anybody can become a value grab, but based on current ADP trending, and we do a lot of mock drafts here on the Fantasy Football Show, which you can always find at smitty1.com if you get lost. We do a lot of mock drafts, and mock draft data is telling us that Aaron Jones is going at 14, at 15, at, at 18 sometimes, and, and the later you get him, the more I'm willing to take the chance. But I'm telling you right now, mid-second round, top of the second, I'm out. At least until we get one of the concerns, you know, eliminated, which is situation and volume. Number two on the list, and I don't know that this is in a particular order. I would probably put this guy one if I had to rank him, Derrick Henry. I've talked about this a lot on my previous video, which I will show a clip here. What if I told you that of the eight running backs in NFL history that have rushed for over 2,000 yards, none of them have delivered even close to the same performance the next year. The drop off is real. Prior to 2020, here are the seven players in the NFL in NFL history that have run for over 2,000 yards. Derrick is gonna be added to this eight spot because he did it in 2020. Let's look at the alarming stats what happens to running backs after they run for 2,000 yards. This workload and the historical data backing up a significant decline, not a little bit of a decline, a like cut-in-half type of decline for every one of these players right here. Look at 2003 to 11.25, nearly cut in half. 21.05 to 12.34, nearly cut in half. 20.53 to 14.91. 2008 to 2.11. 2.006, to 1006, 0, 0, cut in half, 2006 0, 0, to 1364, 2097 to 1266. If I was ever to place a bet on a running back, declining to an extreme degree, it's Derrick Henry. The likelihood of Henry being able to complete his season in 2021 or if he does to have even the same efficiency whatsoever is slim to none according to this data these are some of the best running backs that have ever played the game i know everybody wants to say he's a different guy i know everybody wants to say well if you're going to be down on him you got to be down on this guy what about christian mccaffrey if you're talking about christian mccaffrey versus derrick henry volume wise you're not listening to the point which is that no running back has ever rushed for 2,000 yards and returned to form the next year. Most running backs do half the work or less the next year coming out of the 2,000-yard season. And this isn't taking into account that 372 or 371, whatever the mark is now, curse, where if you run for a certain amount of attempts, you are done or you tail off big time. 303 carries in 2019, 378 during the regular season, in 2020, and a college football season that ranks number five all time in carries, the guy's got mileage galore. Just looking at the volume of carries, the mileage, you can make a case that he's a huge risk to stay healthy in 2021 alone. Mix in the 2,000-yard curse, there's a lot to be worried about here. He does all of his work between the tackles, getting hit by 300-pound linemen over and over, getting driven into the ground, taking lower body shots, because who wants to tackle this guy from the waist up there's a lot of avenues to injury for him not just one and while everybody's gonna say you can't predict injury and if he goes down people are gonna go you got lucky it's an odds game is there a chance derrick henry does what he did last year again yeah even if you called it like a, a, a 15 or 20 percent chance the chance is there you might get it wrong you have to know that it's not a hundred percent guarantee any direction you go on anything so Derrick Henry, having a 15% chance of running for 1,500 yards and 14 TDs, if that's there and you like the odds, take it. But I'm feeling like there's a greater than 50% chance we will be extremely disappointed from top five overall valuation. I'm I'm staying away from them at top five value. Where's my line in the sand? I don't know. Probably in a place where I know in at least one league I'm going to ride it out and see what happens, but I know I can trade them pretty, pretty easily. So if he fell to me at like number nine overall, am I not gonna take him? Of course I'm gonna take him. But I'd actively try and trade him. I get that question a lot. Well, what, you wouldn't take him in the second round? Of course I would. I'd also invest in a stock in the stock market that I don't love or believe in totally. But if I felt like it was going up in value and I knew safely I could I could get out before it tanked, I probably would invest in that. It's all about the timing of getting in and out of the, of the actual investment. You know, this one's kind of weird because I've gone back and forth on this one and and I feel like i I still don't fully know where i'm gonna go when push comes to shove and i'm on the clock at number 12 overall but michael thomas is a player that i'm starting to feel like should be faded because anytime you're looking at mt on the clock when i do a mock draft and again we do a ton of them at smitty1.com we mock draft weekly join us if you want to get in on the mix smitty1.com but whenever you're on the clock there are safer wide receivers usually staring you in the face when you're when you're contemplating Mike Thomas. So if you're sitting there on the clock at number 14 overall, and you're like, well, Mike Thomas feels right there, you're probably seeing Justin Jefferson still there. You're probably seeing DK Metcalf. Diggs, you know, may be gone, but those guys are safer. Hopkins, Diggs, Jefferson, DK, Ridley. I take Ridley over Mike Thomas right now. AJ Brown even feels safer than Mike Thomas. If you factor in Ridley and AJ Brown, and Jefferson, I don't think you'll ever be in a spot in 2021 drafts where you have to take MT. I think MT will be gone before most of those guys. So that should give you like a trap door out of that situation. If you're ever looking at MT, because you will see one of those guys available. And I take those players, all of them over Mike Thomas in 2021. Something doesn't feel right with MT. Now granted the injury news came out we all kind of knew he's playing banged up ligament issues in the ankle probably looking at surgery but something doesn't feel right and i until i know everything's good to go and i actually see him bounce back i don't know that i could go near him when a justin jefferson or ridley or hopkins or Diggs or aj brown are staring me in the face i'm sorry but i'd rather have one of those ballers that can easily drop a top 5 to 10 wide receiver season are there places i'll buy low on mt absolutely there places i would draft him if all those guys were gone and i'm mock drafting with my own people on smitty1.com where you guys snipe me at every turn i get sniped all the time would i take mt yeah have i taken mt yeah but i'm telling you i don't feel great about it and that's what makes me feel like he needs to be on the fade list for 2021 if you have those better options sitting in front of you this one's gonna be tough because i feel like i feel like it's gonna get a lot of hate and there are a lot of believers in this guy. A lot of San Fran fans follow me. Um, but I'm going to say this right now. I don't draft George Kittle in 2021, not at the value he will command, which will be kind of at the end of the second round, maybe very top of the of the third round. Could he be healthy all year in 2021? Absolutely. Again, it's an odds game. If I put it at 18% or 25% or 35% that he would stay healthy. And again, that's my guesstimation. There's, I could be completely off on my guesstimation. But if I put him at, 25% odds of, of playing 16 games, he could do that. That's a, a percentage he could land. I mean, you could enter a contest that has a 1% chance of winning and you could be the one guy out of 100. It happens all the time. You could go to Vegas and play the roulette wheel and put $100 down on number five. You have a shot at winning that every time you spin the wheel. It doesn't mean you're going to walk away with all your money if you keep playing those odds over and over. The odds of Kittle on a roulette wheel wouldn't even be like red. I feel like there's a a far less chance than 50% that that Kittle can play even 15 games. He's too aggressive. There's talk about him still needing shoulder surgery, and he's going to play on that. Who knows what he has done in the offseason? He's so aggressive with his own body. His playing style reminds me of Gronk, where he's taking so much abuse, I don't know that he'll stay on the field. And at 3.01 or 2.11, you're talking about... Justin Jefferson you're talking about AJ Brown I'd rather take Waller, to be honest with you and while I know most people will go wide receiver or running back before they go quarterback I get that but I'd rather go Mahomes or Josh Allen than go Kittle because I feel like it's a more guarantee and not everybody's going to agree with that. I'm staying clear of, of Josh Jacobs in 2021 for a number of reasons. number one, he's never been a full-time workhorse at the college level and yes he's come into the NFL and he has done pretty well considering um, he did miss some games at the shoulder injury last year. he had several lingering issues in 2021 but more importantly, I worry about his situation and his his headspace right now. You guys heard the whole story of how he blocked me on social media and everybody thinks, oh, Smitty's just mad because he blocked him on social media. Look, did that influence me at all? Yeah, but because of his behavior, not because he actually blocked me. I could care less if he blocked me. I'm more so reading the tea leaves here. And for those that don't know, before a game last year, he flipped off his followers on an IG Live and said, F your fantasy, and then told everybody he wasn't going to play, even though he was going to play. Then there was footage of him warming up, and everybody in fantasy football was like, dude, you told me you weren't going to play. He's messing with his own following. So everybody started going at him. And I know that players face a lot of negativity from the fan base. I get that. But that comes with the territory. I hate when people make excuses for players saying, you don't understand how much hate you get thrown at you. Actually, we do. From a fantasy football analyst perspective, you don't think I face a lot of negativity and, and, and haters and comments? You've got to move around that. That's part of your job. You're a professional. Part of what you do is dealing with your fans. And when your own fans get flipped off by you, and they go at you, and you can't handle it, it says something about where your mind is at, where your focus is at. Then he started giving the address to the stadium, going, I'll, I'll, I'll be here, why don't you show up. Like, that was real professional. And I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh my god, you're gonna use that to devalue a player in fantasy football. Actually, it is a factor. Where's your focus? Where's your headspace? Then he was reportedly arrested for a DUI, which he was never charged for. He plays for a team where they game script out the running back, and I'm not really sure what the future holds for him. And he has no track record of being a full-time running back at the college level, which to me is a big concern. If I didn't have the other red flags, I would look at it as one single concern, and I would kind of go around it but mixing in all of that with the fact that he's had like a 600 and something yard season at the college level and that's it he never ran for 700 yards in one year longevity is not something that I feel in this certain situation I'm not feeling it you can say Smitty's feeling is driving this fine I'm okay with that not everything's based on 100% 100% data I use my gut for a lot of things I hate to break it to you If you have a problem with me using my gut Sometimes only my gut To, to make a breakout or a bull prediction I hate to break it to you This might not be the show for you Because I use my gut instinct a lot I would even say my gut instinct Drives me on about 70% of everything I do And you can find the 17 years of track record Over at sleeperyou.com If you want to check it out Do I miss? Absolutely Do I hit everything? No I do not but I try my best. I think Julio Jones is a a player to avoid in 2021 unless he falls to fantastic value, which he could. And if he does, I will change directions and I'll let you know in a video. I worry about Austin Eckler. If anybody's drafting him at like 12 overall at the bookend spots, maybe 14 or 15 overall. Not so much because I don't like Eckler, but the options around him are so much safer. And so I I fade Eckler to a point and then I get back into the Eckler game near the the third round or the bottom very bottom of the second round which I might not find on occasion so I may not own a lot of Eckler in 2021 and I'm okay with that so don't twist that up and say oh Smitty hates Eckler I just don't like him as high as some people are taking him because of not him because of the players around him that are just much safer I'd rather have Jefferson and and no way I'm going near Tua on any level. Tua became a, a very, very hot topic for a very short period of time. I believe everybody's cooling off on that, but just in case you weren't, I wanted to toss that out there. That's going to do it for today's episode of Players to Avoid heading into 2021, specifically relating to their ADP. And as I mentioned with Aaron Jones, with a lot of these players, ADP is going to drive whether. I continue to fade him or I start getting back into the game like Eckler. I do like in the right spot. I get back in the Eckler game in the right spot. I get back in the Aaron Jones game. And with a guy like Henry, he's not going to fall into a a place where I can get back into the Henry game. He's going to stay high all offseason long. So I'm pretty sure he'll be in a void for me all offseason. And I don't think he'll even drop to like nine or ten where I would take him and then trade him. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell everybody and get on over to Smitty1.com where you can find everything Smitty related. All my social handles, my sleeperu.com link, which is my breaking news wire. Get your news from me. Every single piece of news I post has Dynasty and Redraft attached to it. My bull predictions, my rankings, all of it's at sleeperu.com, which can be found at Smitty1.com. Again, Smitty1.com. Everything Smitty, all one place. Learn about it. Later. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top 5 running backs. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty.